You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 40 of season three of Heart and Soul. I am joined today by Sam Williams. She's joining me um, via Zoom from the Raleigh, Durham area. And she's the founder and CEO of Yoba. Am I saying that right? Yoba? You are. Okay. Yoba Studio in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, And I'm just going to read like the bio that I wrote down, but you are going to chime in and say all the things that Yoba is. But the purpose of this studio is to provide a space to get you out of your head and into your heart. Um, And it's a space where you can expect to encounter intentional movement, uh, radiant heat. Apparently there's a lot of hot rooms (laughs) and a music driven experience that allows you to kind of drop fully into your body and forget what's going on in the world. Most importantly, it's a studio that makes everyone feel like they belong, which is why she's a guest here. Um, We're all about inclusive movement and um, living shamelessly through the way that we move our bodies. So I'm really pumped to have Sam on. I feel like it's been a long time coming. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely has. I feel like it's, I feel like I know you already, which is so cool. I know. That's what I was just going to say is, uh, we've been following each other on Instagram for like a couple of years now, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like we've been kind of, um, our timelines have lined up very seamlessly. Um, so it's it's serendipitous to be here. Yeah. When you started Yoba, it was around the time when I was like starting soul and our missions are very similar, different types of exercise, but similar mission. Um, especially in the hearts of women, you know, to like rewrite that narrative around, around fitness. Um, but yeah, what pulled me to you guys was definitely like, um, the, the center of God. So it was like, Oh my gosh, who are, who, who is this girl? I have to know her. So, yes, I feel like, um, this is definitely destiny for us to talk for sure. And I want to say congratulations. You just got married. Yeah, I did. It's, it's so crazy to still even hear those words come out of people's mouth, but yes. Like you're a wife. Yeah, I'm a wife. (laughs) How was, um, how was it? Was the wedding, everything you dreamed of? Um, I will say the day. Yes, it was, it made it all worth it, but I will say everything leading up to it is not at all what, um, it's kind of spoon fed to you as a child and as a girl growing up. Um, it yeah. was definitely, definitely, um, hard and a lot of tears, but we made it and it was worth it. So I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I did not like engagement season and I yeah. thought I would, cause I like planning things. I like parties obviously. And you dream <laughs> of your wedding your whole life. Yeah. But there's something about the stress of adding that to like just your normal every day that it's like a full-time job. And I was, yeah. it, it really like, I was not okay with it. And we had a really short engagement. So I did it, had wait. To be, it had to be done like fast. And that was like extra stressful. So I was like, uh, yeah. but the wedding was great. And I would do, yeah. I would do the wedding day over and over again, but not the proposal, Say, <laughs> not, that, um, not the proposal, the engagement. Yeah. That on top of trying to, um, keep your business afloat after a pandemic and getting married all in the same year is not, not, um, advisable. Don't do it. (laughs) Not ideal. That's for sure. 
Yeah. Um, well, I love the bohemian style that you had for your wedding, like the boho right. look and your dress and you looked gorgeous. Um, obviously I saw from, from the social media world, but it looked amazing yeah. and I'm Thank so happy you. for you. Thanks. Um, okay. Well go into that then you kind of brought up COVID mm-hmm. and your studio. Like what has this last year been like for you? <laughs> There are truly no words. And I feel like, you know, people say that all the time, but it is very hard to put into words. But, um, you know, I'm still processing that as a business owner. I'm still processing that as a human and now a wife bringing all the things, you know, into what was once a very successful business that I had big plans and big dreams and money saved up for um, and a proof of concept this Uh, this pandemic kind of ripped it all out from under me, um, quite literally. And, um, you know, I've, I've been very honest and open with all of social media and our community that we are struggling. Um, And I'm like asking for help, like, please, if you love Yoba, like continue to show up for us because, um, you know, I've just learned a lot of lessons this year. I kind of hung on to all of my staff as long as I could, because I had four full-time employees other than myself, because we are about to sign a lease on a second location right before the pandemic hit. So God was definitely looking out um, because, you know, he has a plan and he knows about all of these things before Um, we didn't sign the dotted line literally was the only thing left like a week before. So, wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've just been fighting every day is a fight and every day seems like a new challenge and a new pivot. And well, what are we going to do now? But, um, at the end of the day, honest to God, I'm just really thankful to still be here. Um, and I just have to take it day by day. Um, I still have me and a manager and a team, um, that is a lot, a lot smaller than, what I love and kind of the whole reason why I wanted to create Yoba was so that other women could, could share this, you know, with me together and something they believe in, but we're still here. So, yeah, well, I mean, I can definitely relate and empathize with you. This, the year of COVID for local small businesses was, it was just, it was destructive. And I really commend those people like you and me, I'm commending myself who like, you should, who just find a way to keep going, even if it's not ideal, or even if it's not in like your original plan, Yeah, like you have to pit, we, I had to pivot so much. And, and what I would just encourage listeners, if you're listening and you have kind of dropped off on your like local small businesses because it gets really easy to stay at home. Like people got comfortable with like virtual life, but like there's something so much deeper and richer about community, especially in-person community with exercise that it just like, it's a game changer. And I think people have forgotten and just gotten so comfortable being at home. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would just encourage you if you're listening, like go back (laughs) if you, if you feel comfortable with it, um, you know, health wise, like, please go back. Like we need you and we miss you for sure. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I think people have just forgotten what community is and how, how it is a vital part of our healthy lifestyle, you know? Right. 
And you've, you've, we've seen it or we've heard about it, like how anxiety and depression and like all these mental health issues have come up from this last year of a global pandemic. And I truly believe it's because of isolation, you know, like oh, 100%. keeps us healthy. It keeps us accountable. It keeps us like in touch with our emotions and our, you know, and the people around us, it reminds yeah. us how to converse, not only with people, but with ourselves, you know? So yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And, and, you know, I'm really just proud of you for, for continuing to truck along because it's hard. Thanks. You too. Yeah. It's it. I'm every day. I'm like, do I just give up my, my, you know, my brick and mortar and, and do it. But I'm like, God has not let me do that yet. Every yeah. day I've been, I like, I like go down a little bit. Something will like encourage me enough to just keep hanging on. So yeah. It's crazy. Like one specific example for me is like, I lost a huge chunk of, um, monthly revenue. And I was like, if I could just make, I know this is like such a small number, but I was like, if I could just make back $500 of that, then I'll keep yeah. going. And yeah. literally the next day, someone like signed up for this, like super custom online training workout program that wow. cost four ninety nine, And I was like, okay, God, like I'm not, stopping, <laughs> I hear you know, you. like, it's like you like just pick a random number and God's like, okay, like I'll do that for you. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So tell us like why, well, first I want to hear about your relationship with yoga and fitness and kind of how you came to this place of, um, using it as, as a way to heal like mind, body, soul. Um, yeah. and then we'll kind of get into the studio. Okay, cool. So uh, I'll try to give the short version. I was a dancer growing up, have been dancing since I was two um, and was a very competitive dancer and then even minored in dance in college and got super injured in college. Um, really more injuries than are worth really going over. But um, I was not able to move my body for almost a whole year. And a lot of people were like, she will die. If she doesn't move her body. Like we've got to help her. And so a lot of my mentors were like yoga, like you can go lay in the room. I, we know a place. And so that was a hot yoga room, which is how it all kind of got started. And it's so funny that, you know, years later, I'm kind of back in that hot room, um, kind of processing all the things that I didn't really let myself process back then. Um, that kind of changed everything for me, um, that maybe dance was not as good for my body and I was already teaching dance. So that kind of was a huge shift in my life that I didn't want my dancers to end up injured. And I didn't want my dancers to end up like with the, the mental things that I was going through, um, from, killing my body for so many years of not thinking that my body was good enough, that I wasn't tall enough, that I wasn't skinny enough. Um, it, it all kind of like hit me in that moment. So from there, I made a huge shift and really started to get into fitness trainings and things in college and started teaching group fitness in college, as well as teaching dance. And I just noticed a huge shift looking back. I definitely didn't notice so much then, but that my teaching changed. I was no longer like hurting my kids. Essentially. I was, I was not forcing them to do the splits, right? I wasn't forcing them to 
um, kick their leg higher. I started to really learn about the body and that everybody's body is so different. And in dance, it's so much like, no, you are supposed to be the same. And everybody's leg is supposed to go the same height. And, you know, that's how you win. That's how you succeed. Mm -hmm. Um, But even though group fitness, the world was um, a lot different and and pretty toxic then still, um, it was the shift I needed to learn about the body, right? To learn that my hips are different than Sally's hips. Um, So that was really cool. And then from teaching group fitness, um, I started really kind of dividing up my time and started teaching group fitness classes to my dancers because I was really learning that stretching was not the answer because that was going to lead to so much injury. I really wanted my dancers to be strong and appreciate their bodies, even though I was kind of on that journey with them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So that's like, it, that, it's, that makes it better almost because yeah, you're learning uh, as teaching. Yeah, it's crazy. All of those girls, like from my college uh, and a little past my college, when I was really processing a lot of things, will always like be so special to me because I'm like, gosh, we were like really on that journey together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where yoga and dance and yoga kind of all is born from you know, my life essentially, but I know it's, it's really nothing to do about me because I'm just one person. And I know from surrounding myself in dance and fitness and all those worlds that I was one of many that were just, you know, really in, in a dark place and was just searching for something better. Mm -hmm. I feel like what I'm hearing or what I heard a lot in that is like this difference between exclusive and, and inclusive types of exercise. And, and we've come so far in society when it comes to the purpose of exercise, but there's obviously still so much to, to be on, (laughs) but Uh. with dancing, especially I, I feel like it's a very exclusive, um, form of movement because of the pressure put on your body image, like to be a certain size, like you mentioned size or to get your leg high enough or go into a splits. Like there are cut and it's like cut throat. And like, I was trying to think of the second word, but my brain doesn't work. It's cut throat because you either can do this or you either weigh this much or you can't or you don't. And it's by where one thing about yoga that I love is the inclusivity. Like if you go into a yoga room for a, for a class, like nobody looks the same. And I love that. Yeah. But that's the thing, like dance can be that way too. And, and I'm, I'm on a mission. Um, that's why yoga is here. You know, I'm on a mission that it doesn't have to just be yoga because I don't believe we should all be doing yoga every day. My body doesn't want to do yoga every day. You know, I believe that our bodies are, meant to move different ways. So dance and bar and all those things that are so intimidating because society has told us that dance has to be a certain way, you know, or to go to bar class, I have to wear Lululemon and I have to be tiny, right. Or I have to be super flexible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really on a mission to all different types of movement can be for everyone. Yes. The teacher is teaching us how to, my body is different than her body or his body. And we can all still do the same class. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's your mission because it is so true. Like 
no matter what your body looks like on the outside, like it is capable of finding breakthrough and, um, just that overcoming feeling that you get from finishing a class. I remember one time my first half, I love running and it's not for everybody, but my first half marathon I ever ran, I thought I had to be, well, granted I was still in the thick of like my eating disorder, but I thought I had to be a certain size to be a fast runner. And I'll never forget this. I was so nervous waiting for the race to start. We're all just like sitting around stretching. I didn't sign up with anyone, didn't know anyone. So I'm like sitting there just like looking at everybody, like waiting for someone to say hi. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, man, don't you love it? And I was like, love what? (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? And he was like, nobody here looks the same. And we're all running the same race. And that really I've never, obviously I've never forgotten it. That was in 2013, you know, it was a damn moment. It was like, wow, I don't need to, I, why am I putting so much pressure to be a certain size, to be a quote unquote runner or good runner when I did, I, I took a second to pause and look around and everybody's body was different and we were all running 13.1 miles that day, you know? So I, that's a good one. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, but yeah, I love that you're doing that. And I love that you're combining like an old passion with a new passion and trying to make it like a brand new type of movement. What is, wh- yeah. where'd the name yoga come from? Literally yoga and bar. It's, it's kind of like all oh my I gosh, know. I did. I've never put that together. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't. It's so funny. It's so funny. But once you do, you're like, Oh yeah. Uh, and so many people are like, you're really going to call it yoga. Hell yes. I am. Yeah. Because I just, I'm like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just started, I just hired a girl back in March to help me out with, um, group classes. And I, the only thing I know how to coach at least up until this point is strength and conditioning, um, yeah. and running, but a lot of my girls don't like to run, but, um, she's a bar instructor and cool. she's been incorporating bar movements into like our strength and conditioning classes. And yeah. I have taken them every single week, whenever she coaches, I'm like in there That's awesome. it because it's, in, it, she's made it inclusive. You don't have to look a certain way to do it. And also I'm realizing like these types of movements, my body needs, and I've been yeah. ignoring them and just like putting myself in this one, like little box for a while. And I'm finding that I'm getting stronger in different areas and types of movement that I didn't think would make me strong. I know that like, I think that's a lot of people's like misconception about like bar tiny weights or body weight stuff is like, I'm not going to get strong or I'm not going to get like fit, but oh my gosh, it's a game changer. (laughs) Yeah. But again, I'm with you. Like I really believe in all the things I think, um, you know, so many people just run or so many people just do cardio or just spin or, you know, now the Peloton every day. Mm -hmm. And I just, our bodies are not meant for that. Our bodies are meant to, you know, do the things that will keep us moving for years and years to come. Yeah. Well, and that's not doing one movement every day. I agree. Yeah. And what happens when something in life happens, like you get injured from exactly what are you gonna do then what are you gonna do then um yep so it is like totally important to find different types of movement that you love and you can adjust to like what I really love about bar is 
or especially learning how to do body weight movements in bar is like when I'm postpartum and my body's healing, like there are things I can do that are less aggressive Yeah, because I'm going to, I'm like you, like when you got that diagnosis and you said you couldn't move your body for a year, like I'll go crazy because I, it's like such a part of my like daily routine that I'm like, I cannot imagine. But now that I know these like new types of movement, like I can still move Yeah, in a different way and know that I like it. Yeah. So many people too, like going off of that, say like, you know, they really put moving as like a have to, because I have to. Right. Right. It's not because you want to. So, and, and I feel like for everybody, it's going to be something different. It might not be yoga. It might not be your classes, but there is some movement that will be good for your body, your heart, your mind. And, you know, that's the thing, like, we're not going to be everybody's answer, but if we're all on the same page about, you know, being inclusive and, and just taking care as a whole, then, you know, movement should be something that you couldn't live without, not Mm -hmm. a a chore. Right. It becomes something that you actually enjoy instead of exactly the means to an end. Yeah. Like I have to do this today or I'm going to feel like shit about myself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And once you get to that point where it's a want to, instead of a have to, when you have like yesterday's the perfect example. I, um, had a terrible nights of not sleeping on Sunday night. And Mm -hmm. I was like, my body cannot do a uh, any exercise today. Like yeah. I couldn't do it. If I, yeah. I knew like I could push through and try to do it, but it would be really yeah. bad for my body. And because I've been able to, after years of work, make that shift of like, I don't have to do this in order to feel accomplished today. Then yeah. my body was able to actually like re- get the rest that it needed because it needed yeah. it. And instead of yeah. feeling that shame of like, okay, I didn't move my body and I'm like, I'm supposed to, and now I'm like lacking in something or I didn't accomplish this. It's more of like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. And if I'm rested tomorrow, we'll start, great. We'll start back again. It'll be great. Yeah. I feel like we've, we've, that's where we're very similar. Um, you know, just a whole life of, you know, just shaming yourself into a, a box and, you know, having to work out. And then what, what we, it sounds like we both realize is it's actually up here and in your heart and your soul, you know, that Mm -hmm. your spirit, it, uh, you can work out till the day's end and nothing's going to change if you're not doing it, you know, from, from your heart. That's so true. Cause, cause there, I did get to a point where I was still using exercise as punishment and wasn't seeing any physical changes because I was so stressed about that one hour of the day where I was punishing yeah. myself that my body was like almost rejecting any, oh, anything. Yeah. And it, your yeah. body will do I that. Lived, like it's all. Oh yeah. I lived years and years and years like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So when you made that transition from dance to yoga, be honest, like what was that process like for you mentally and physically? Like, did you go through like a lot of, um, I guess insecurities with your body or insecurities with your mind on like making such a huge life shift? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's crazy though. I think it all had to happen because I don't think I would have ever like went and got help for an eating disorder. I would have never gone to therapy. Um, and, and even 
you know, owning yoga. Once I had even made that transition and it still, I mean, I'm still working on it. You know, I've just, and I've come to terms with, I, I feel like I'm always going to be healing. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. That's kind of like where I have recently, like within the past year, just realized things are always going to come up for me. And that's why like my circle and my people and my family and, you know, the people that I choose to live life and do life with are so important um, now more than ever, because I, I, I think I thought for the longest time that I was going to just magically, it was going to just all go away because I was doing all the work, right? Like I've mm-hmm. done all the things. Um, but now I just kind of appreciate for where I appreciate all those things that were very dark and lonely and heavy and hard to be able to appreciate kind of where I am today. And that is not perfect in any way, shape or form, but, um, yeah, just real. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's really beautiful to recognize that we are always healing instead of saying this, you know, blanket period statement of I'm healed because then when, something gets in your way. Cause it will inevitably oh, thought, yeah. a thought, um, someone's words, um, an injury, like something will get in your way and it'll break that heat that I'm healed identity up. And you're like, then you go way backwards and you spiral where if you have this yeah. mindset of I'm always healing when those obstacles pop up, you know how to fight them because mm-hmm. you know, it's always going to be like a battle that you're willing yeah. to fight. And yeah. so often when people are like, I'm healed, when those battles come back up, they, they don't have what it takes to fight anymore because mm-hmm. they've kind of given up the grit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. So, um, okay. So Yoba is born and you teach both bar classes and yoga classes. And then I noticed on your website, you've been doing a lot of like, uh, like cardio dance. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So our format is just yoga. Then there's just bar. Then I blended the two together and there is a yoga class, which is probably our most popular class. And it truly is a blend of yoga and bar. Um, we like to say like yoga with weights because that gets people in the door. Yeah. They're like, Oh yeah. Yoga with weights can do that. Um, but it, it, that's our, our blend class that I created. And then we have a high intensity class that is like concert music that is interval training. And we only offer that, you know, I think three times a week, just because again, I don't believe that people should be doing high intensity interval training every single day. Most people, yeah, you know, not, not most people. And then, um, our dance cardio class is called movement special and it is just a very like Zumba on crack because <laughs> that's uh, all, I think that's the video I saw. Like I think yeah. recently, did y'all do like an outdoor event or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I saw that video where everyone was like, I think it was on your story or something and everyone was dancing and I was like, this looks hype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And that's the thing, like just teaching people that it doesn't need to look a certain way. Close your eyes. Let's just feel our bodies. Um, you're not going to look like your neighbor and everybody just kind of starts to move. And then the next class, they like amp it up a little bit more. Um, and we're doing simple things like skips or run in place 
or like press your hands down, press them up over your head like you would at a concert. So it's not like dance like people think. So I try to leave that word out because I just want people to come move their bodies. Yeah, that's huge. Have you noticed um, since people have been introduced to this new type of movement, a lot of like shifts or transformations in people's mindsets or hearts or it's insane. Is it like, Uh, it's so beautiful. Do you kind of see like chains being broken, you know, like shame dropping every day because it is like a very shameless movement. You're just like, I'm just going to go. You have to let go, right? Yeah. You have to let go. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful. We see tears, we see hugs, we, you know, we get letters, it, it's beautiful. And that is everything that kind of keeps me going. And the team in general is just every day that we kind of feel defeated, like people aren't grasping onto this movement, they think they're we're crazy, they're intimidated or whatever. Somebody will send something that you know, it, it just kind of keeps us going. Yeah, those testimonials really do keep you or remind you why you, why you started it in the first place. Yeah. And I, I, I hate this question because we've all seen what the last year has done. I don't want to ask you like, where do you see yourself in five years, but your dream for Yoba as it evolves, what would be your dream for the studio? Um, my dream has shifted a lot over the past year. Mm -hmm. Um, my dream though, is to probably franchise. Wow. That's awesome. And a big, big venture. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, I kind of, I just have this year, all the people around me that have helped rally, um, around me this year, um, they love it just as much as I do. So I don't want to like hold all the goods, like let's spread this and I can't spread it by myself. I don't want to. And quite in fact, like I, I am who I am and yoga is who it is because of the people that God has placed in yoga, 1000%. Mm-hmm. So I just am at a point where I want to share it. And I think franchise is a good way to make that happen. Yeah, I love it. And, and it really does go to show that you can be the person with the vision, but it's the community yeah. that drives it. Yeah. And all my teachers, I mean, we all teach um, a really cool thing about yoga is we all meet uh, every two weeks and I plan out the movement for everyone. And we all teach the same exact classes for the whole two weeks. Yeah. So, so you I, do that I anywhere. Am, yeah, I'm the heart and, and the, the kind of mobile brain behind it, but we all come together collaboratively and, you know, put it with the music and practice it out with counts and all the, the cues and where we should be feeling it in our body. So I I can do that anywhere. So I have a lot of people that just love yoga and want, have shared a lot of interest in how do I help expand this? So I I love that. Yeah. I'm giving it to God at this point. And I've just been praying about it a lot. And probably that's, you're like the second person I've actually spoken that out to other than my husband. So Oh, wow. Well, you heard yeah. it here first exclusive, <laughs> exclusive interview with Yoba founder, um, yeah. about the future of it. I love that. I think that's awesome. And I totally believe in that. I think it'd be so cool to see that saturated throughout, I mean, North Carolina and beyond, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That would be so cool. Okay. So I have five, wait, <laughs> only a four. I don't know why it's, this is my brain on pregnancy. It's okay. <laughs> 
I have four questions that I ask every single guest. So I'm going to ask you those today before we wrap up. And then I want to give you a chance to tell our listeners, because we have a, a lot of Raleigh listeners to tell them where oh. they can come visit you. Um, awesome. Okay. So first question is what is something that you're currently obsessed with? Oh, it can be like anything like for me right now. Well, I just finished, but Outer Banks too. Like I was addicted like all weekend. I just watched binge the whole thing. <laughs> I have so many things that come to my mind. It's quite scary. Um, Southern sugar, Southern sugary bakery. I'm probably butchering the name Southern sugary bakery. There are girls from Kinston that are actually like, I I've heard about through my old dance world, but they just started like a bag of cookies that you can bake. And I got them for a wedding gift and oh my gosh. So they, they provide like the baking products and then you bake them at home. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. They are incredible. Um, that like we've been making ice cream sandwiches with those things for dinner and yeah. Oh, I love that. What a great yeah. start to marriage. That is yeah, beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Really building those foundational blocks. Yeah. So and good. even funnier, it's, it's crazy that I can like, um, you know, with conviction say that I'm eating ice cream sandwiches for dinner and have very little shame attached to it. So I'm very proud of that. That is that is a huge milestone. I, I know. I have like an online virtual coaching program that's just for the soul. It's not for physical yeah. at all. I didn't know and, that. And well, I just launched it and we we're finishing up the first, um, I guess, round of it. And it's been very cool. So awesome. But um, we have, it's kind of like a way for you to have accountability for those moments in life where you would typically feel shame and we had a whole session on, uh, nutrition or, um, not, not associating like new words like bad or yeah. you know, this is not good for me. Or this is a cheat yes. meal, like to yes, nutrition, yes, yes, yes. all those horrible terms. Yes. And, um, so last night went, I think, I, well, I just told you, like I had like a rest day and my body was just like, so defeated. And all my pregnant body wanted was a milkshake. <laughs> yes, girl. So I was like, okay, I can drive to Chick-fil-A. Like I have enough energy to do that. So I go to Chick-fil-A and I'm like ordering my usual like chicken sandwich with, with fries. And she's like, do you want to, do you want to make that a meal and do a drink? And I was like, I got, and she was at the window, you know how they like walk out to your car. Yeah. Now? Yeah. I was like, I got a, I got a question. Can I replace it? <laughs> her milkshake <laughs> she was like she literally looked at my pregnant belly and she was like absolutely yeah, girl. <laughs> oh I love that so but, much but it was one of those moments where I was like I have no shame about this like I didn't move my body today God, I that's beautiful it's not to like cancel anything I'm not doing this because I like canceled it out with exercise like I just want a milkshake so I'm gonna get one yeah um, okay. Tangent done. Second question is what is something that you're looking forward to in the rest of 2021? Um, I'm really looking forward to being married and doing life with someone that is exciting. And second of all, getting my business back to where, um, we're seeing green. Um, you know, I've been very honest with everyone, you know, we haven't made money yeah. in a very long time. Um, so it, it's hard to keep going, but I'm really determined, really determined to get us back profitable so that yoga doesn't have to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that, those are probably my two biggest things for, for this year. 
I can I just say that I love how honest you are about that because I think what why aren't more people why aren't more people sharing that because I'm like searching for like someone to tell me because you know I cannot be the only one you know you're not you're not the only one and I think if more people on the consumer side realized oh like this business is it this girl who's running this business is doing everything she can to keep it afloat because she cares for it this much yeah I mean then I feel yeah. like the consumers would be like, well, absolutely. Like I'm back, you know, I'm coming back. Yeah. And yeah. it's not like a, a tactic to guilt people. It's like, no, no, we love this so much. And we're so passionate about it that like, we're doing everything we can to, to give you the best product and the best yeah. service. And we just yeah. need you, we need you to come yeah. back. Yeah. So, um, I'd love that you're honest about that. Thanks. Okay. It, it's not easy for sure, because no, I don't see or hear anyone else sharing with me how hard this year has been, but there's no way any, I don't care how great you were doing pre pandemic there, the, when you're closed for that amount of time. Yeah. It, there's no way that there's no way. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. And when people leave a brick and mortar to go virtual, that's, I mean, that's something that is hard to shift back from as we've seen Oh, for sure. And yeah. when you are, you thrive on the brick and mortar community side, like that's just a totally different ball game, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Third question is what's something that you really love about yourself? Mm-hmm. I love, um, how honest I am to a fault. It gets me in a lot of damn trouble. <laughs> um, whew, um, but I, I think, in my relationships with my best friends, my husband, my family, my community, um, as a teacher, I'm kind of like honest to a fault. I just kind of say it, um, you know, and, and it just kind of is what it is. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm in therapy and all the things I know what to like, my, my mouth says a lot healthier things than it used to say, just spatting out. So, yeah, well, you're just truly the, um, the vision of shameless living by just being honest, you know, you are, who you are. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Final question is if you could leave, um, our listeners who are women with one little piece of truth today, what would that be? Hmm. Find your spiritual practice. You know, I, I know for me, it's God and that's what gets me through every single day. Um, find a, a practice, you yeah. know, bigger than yourself because we are far more than, than this earth Mm. and we are and connecting with being and connecting with people that are healthy and want the best for you wholeheartedly. Um, find your people. Yeah, that's so good. So true. And I could not agree more. Okay. So tell our listeners where they can follow you and I'll link it in the show notes. And also if you're in Raleigh, or if they're in Raleigh, where can they find you? Okay, so you can follow us. We didn't get to anything on the Yoba bus, but please go follow the Yoba bus. It is our new mobile movement studio. So it is essentially like our lobby on wheels. Um, and we host classes in a parking lot and it has, you know, the speakers and retail and all the things in a bus. So it's cute too. Go, it's super yeah, cute. Yeah, it's very cute. 
Um, the yoga bus, and then um, we have on demand and we have live stream classes daily. Um, and you can follow us uh, just at Yoba Studio and we can come see us here in Raleigh. We are located in Quill Corner Shopping Center. And I think that's it. Awesome. And I'll put all that in the show notes for um, especially you local Raleigh people to go to a class physically. go. Yeah. <laughs> can I give you, um, can you tell me like a code and we'll do free class, um, or a free live stream for any of your listeners? Yeah, we could do, um, what about Yoba soul? Perfect. Like just combine them together. Yoba soul. I love it. Yoba soul. And I'll put that in the show notes too. I'm not going to forget. I'm gonna write that down right now. Um, and that would be a good way to get a free class. Um, well, thank you so much for being a guest and I'm glad we got this in before this baby comes out of me and we got to have a conversation in real life. I I guess by the time this episode out, I'll have had a baby for a little while, but which is wild, but, um, yeah, thanks so much. I've loved like talking to you outside of Instagram. (laughs) I'm honored to be on here. Thank you. Yes. And y'all go follow Sam and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Mac, you really love about Ken's and Ken's you really love about Mac. Ooh. Um, wow. So many things. Do you want me to answer? Cause I know you already, you already got mine. Yes. Yeah, you go. Um, I think mine for Mac is her, um, her heart or like her life's mission, I feel like um, <laughs> her life's mission is just to like be on her home turf and like impact her neighbors and her family and her soon to be husband and family. <laughs> wow. I'm really like going hard on that. Yeah, you're like hammering that in. I need to like let go of that. But I love her heart for like the her home turf. Like, and Mac, it's kind of fun. It's like in her personality. She's just like, we all American family girl. And like, I just like love that vibe of her. It's sweet getting to do ministry with somebody who um, really does care about just the home turf and not like, especially in today's world where it's all about like building your influence and building your fame and growing your mm-hmm. following. I feel like it, it's kind of toxic when you're surrounded by those, those types of people, if, if it's, if it's negative. And so I'm grateful for that. That's mine. So I love good. that. Thanks. Hometown, small town girls. That's what I was going at. Yeah. <laughs> small town girl. Yeah. Um, I would say for Kent, well, number one, the fact that she's like such an includer, uh, we've already talked about that, but I mean, it's like the coolest thing ever. And then I think the second thing is Ken's makes everything fun. Like literally it's always going to be fun. It's always going to be exciting. It's always going to be a great time. And I think it's not just like a, um, superficial gift. I think it's actually a spiritual gift because, mm. um, she can take things that other people would see as dull and boring and like, Oh, I don't want to do that. It's like, she makes an experience where people, it brings life and it brings joy. And I think whenever we're feeling that it's so much easier for people to connect with Jesus. And so, um, she makes everything, everything fun. Oh, wow. That's a word. I'm receiving that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that word. 
Okay. Last question is if you could, I guess you can answer this together. If you could leave our listeners with one little nugget of wisdom today, just one little thing to land on, what would that be? Mm. Ooh, let's see. I feel like it needs to be on topic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It could be anything. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Let's see. Um, Um, yeah. Okay. I would say when it comes to this topic, we talked about with like getting back to your faith and all of these things, I think it's super easy to only look at, um, and especially when other people in your life are doing this, they're trying to like restore the relationship with the Lord or anything like that. I think it's super easy to kind of look at the outward appearance of what it looks like to kind of look at the, like, um, what are their choosing and things like that. But we talk about all the time. I so believe in the power of heart transformation over sin management, Um, not just managing your sin because you think it looks good on the outside, but truly letting God change your heart. Um, and that could be in any context that could be in, you know, getting your heart back in love with him. That could be in your heart towards the way that you see your body. That could be your heart Mm. towards a friend that could be your heart in a relationship, but a transformation of your heart is going to take you so much further than simply managing the symptoms of it. Um, and so it's like getting back to the core. It's like literally, um, Carlos Whitaker talks about killing the spider rather than just clearing out the web. Um, you got to kill the spider in order for the web, the cobwebs to not come back. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same thing in this. It's like, let God transform your heart in that area, like true heart transformation rather than just dealing with the symptoms or dealing with the sin one at a time. Um, because I think when your heart transforms, then all the other stuff falls into place way easier. So heart transformation over sin management. Love yeah. that. I love that cobweb one too. That was a good little analogy. <laughs> yes, that's good. Okay. Well, just not to add too many things to this. I'll just add to that the heart management. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the heart management is so big. And I feel like my heart is transformed when I look at my life and um, the up, the valleys and the mountains, because mm. that's real, right? Like what we're talking about ruts and all of that. That's so real. And, and we already said this too, but like a lot of the heart heart transformation for me has happened when I responded to an altar call, um, situation. And I know this is very specific, but, um, like when I, when somebody asked me and it couldn't, this, that altar call is just kind of like a visual example. Like it really might be like actually like walking to the altar at church. And that has been true for me. Um, and my heart has been changed in those moments, like stand, like a moment where you had to stand up if you blank or raise your hand, if you blank or stand up and walk forward and get on your knees, come to the altar moment, like has been the heart transformation for me. And it's happened like three or four times in my spiritual life and my journey and my ruts and my valleys. And so I just want to encourage that. It also might be speaking up, you know, speaking up and being brave enough to make change, like any kind of moment like that is really important. So I don't know for anybody listening, who's the next time they're in a worship atmosphere and there's an altar call moment, I would just encourage you to put your pride beside you and respond because it's in a response that change happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen it for myself and I've seen that to be true 
for my, for my husband. There's been like multiple radical encounters he's had with God through an ultra call moment. I've seen it through Mac. I've seen it through friends all over the place. I think it's important to put your pride beside and respond. So yeah. Yeah. That's a good word for sure. Well, y'all thanks so much for coming. Yeah. Um, audience on this topic. I know that everyone can relate quickly and I'll link it in the show notes, um, share where they can find you on Instagram or what's the best place to, to find you. Yes. Okay. So if you are in college, you definitely need to follow delight ministries. It's at delight ministries. I mean, everything you could ever need in college. We got it for you there when it comes to your spiritual journey. Um, and then if you're in college as well, plus any other age, then you definitely need to check out for the girl, which is at for the girl underscore, underscore, underscore three underscores. Um, yeah, the trip underscore for the girl. Yes. Yes. One, two, three. Yes. Um, but that's where you'll see most of Ken's and I goofing off, having fun, and then also sharing about new Bible studies and podcast episodes and things like that. So those are the two best places to kind of keep up with us. Yeah. yeah. And I'll link all that in the show notes for you listeners, but y'all thank you so much for hopping on and talking with me today. Yes. yes. This was so fun. We love, love, love what you're doing. I think it's so, yes. so important that you are speaking to women and we know from experience with like working with so many college women that especially when it comes to body image and the way that they see themselves, like, I mean, it is like the number one thing I hear women struggling with. And yeah. so um, we're so thankful for women like you who are bridging that gap, filling that gap and yes. giving them truth in such a hard, hard topic and issue. So thank you for what you do. Oh, yes. thank we're you. coming to the gym when we're in Wilmington next time. Yes, we are. I got a studio <laughs> right here for you. Um, all right, y'all. Well, hopefully we can connect soon and listeners, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.